Welcome to the Retail Insider Video Interview Series. I'm your host, Craig Patterson, and we're joined here today with a special guest. This is Suzanne Sears. She's the CEO and founder of Luxury Careers Canada and a significant staffing consultant here in Canada for the retail industry. Welcome, Suzanne. Hello, Craig. Thanks for having me. It's been too long. We've <laughs> both been so busy. We haven't done one of these in a while. But oh. there's lots going on in retail, so there's things to talk about. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, let's talk a little bit about Ontario, which I think is catching up to other parts of the country around having to post salaries with jobs. Let's talk a little bit about that. What's happening uh, right. in Ontario and the rest of the country? BC and Prince Edward Island already do have laws requiring employers who post ads or notices for jobs. They must include the salary. Ontario was supposed to have this legislation back in 2018 with the former Premier Wynne, but the Ford group cancelled it. Now they're bringing it back. It's interesting, the, the concept behind this legislation, might I add a side note here, it already is very popular and law in a lot of American states. And originally it was their idea and we picked up on it. But the idea behind it was how do we fix the pay inequity between male and female employees. So in a job market where the price is the last thing the two people talk about, inevitably, no matter which study you take, you will find that women are offered far less than men. And in fact, women still only make 87 cents for every dollar a man makes. So the idea was that if you posted the salary, the male applied, the female applied, and they both be paid exactly the same. It wouldn't make any difference. This was also supposed to help marginalized and racialized uh, groups as well, so that employers wouldn't take advantage of them. That was the concept. It was a diversity, equity, and inclusion type of uh, idea. Now, I find it interesting because the Ford government has positioned it as, well, this is transparency. You'll be able to know what they're actually paying because companies are making a lot of profits. It's a strange concept. So if that company made more money, you'll ask for more money. Basically, jobs have pay bans already established at the beginning of every year. And it matters not whether they made exceptional profit or very little profit. You aren't going to budge them until next year when they sit down and renegotiate it. So that's what's supposed to be tabled legislation any day now. And it has a lot of retailers rumbling a little bit. They're a little bit concerned about it. Do you think it's going to lead to uh, retailers having to dole out more money for employees? Absolutely. One of the benefits of having such a large new Canadian population um, is that we have an abundance of skills coming into the country, not just science and tech and medicine, yes, but we also have some incredible retailers from Europe, from Dubai, they bring all this luxury experience. And in general, Canadian retailers tend not to pay them as well as their Canadian counterparts. The excuse is this old, oh, no Canadian experience. I'm not too sure because selling a Rolex is pretty much the same anywhere in the world, but it will force retailers to offer more. They're always interested anyway in what their competitors are paying. Um, I get asked all the time, what's this company paying? Are they paying commission? Are they paying bonuses? They don't want to be the lowest one on the totem pole, but now it's going to be visible. The thing that, that's troubling about this new system, though, is companies are going to try and do this range. So they'll post 
I know one American company thought they were being clever. We pay anywhere from 20000 to 200000 Well, that's pretty disingenuous to do that. But I know. So that's to avoid being pigeonholed. The other concern is if you're advertising a, a new position, an empty position at a higher rate to be competitive than you were paying for that role before, or you are currently paying similar people. The similar people are bound to come to you and say, hey, I saw my job posted for 20000 more. So that's really what's behind the reluctance. I think most retailers are aware that they have to pay more. To, to get good people, to keep good people. On an average month, it's certainly since last June, it's been basically 5% year over year. And that was true in October. But I think it was 5.4% more than the October the year before. So on $50,000, that's only 20 2500 more. But to retailers where the margins are, can be thin, especially the small guys, if they're Cutting in an extra 2500 2500 2500 it adds up. And I think that's the grocery store's complaint is even though they're making record profits, they have a huge workforce. So if they're increasing at the rate of 5.9% annually, it cuts in. That's another interesting topic, though, because inflation isn't even close to anymore to what wages are increasing. But wages have been artificially held back for decades so wages should be higher, even though business are, businesses are complaining like this legislation is going to result in increased costs for retailers in Ontario and has done so already in other provinces and in the United States where it's been implemented. Mm-hmm. Very Well, I can tell you in using today's dollar as so in 1976 and 2023, if we made the two dollars completely on par without cost of living included. Minimum wage back in 1976 would be the equivalent of $11 an hour. Minimum wage 50 years later is $16.50. It's $5.50 over 50 years. So if you look at the charts, and we don't, I don't have one here today, but you'll see that profits have gone up consistently year after year after year. And you see the wage lines just tanking. Not only was there no growth, they were falling behind. So what you end up seeing is, why don't we have a middle class? We really don't. We don't have a middle class anymore. We either Middle class is considered to be somewhere around $56,000. The average person in Toronto has an income of $38,000. That's the median, actually. No, that's the average. But the to be middle class, you have to make at least $56,000 which as you and I both know, isn't much money either. If you compare salaries over time, it's been a total annihilation of the middle class. So you have a huge bottom pool, basically supporting a few percentage points at the top and very little in the middle, very little in the middle. So this is what filters into the housing problems, the socioeconomic problems, the food bank problems. Raising minimum wage, what might be a painful thing in the minute, actually is a huge way of improving the economy and growth and productivity overall. The world economic leaders are always saying, Canada just isn't productive. They aren't competitive on a productive level. They're not meaning that we don't make enough widgets per hour. 
What they mean is we don't have enough economic spending power to drive our retailers and wholesalers into overdrive, whereas the Americans do. Now, Suzanne, we were talking a little bit about part-time work, that this is something that they've said there's all kinds of part-time jobs out there, but it's baby boomers that are involved in this. Can you tell us a little bit about more what's going on? It's a fascinating new trend. I noticed Reuters did a whole write-up about the Canadian employment picture for October 2023. And they're uh, saying, oh, yes, they gained 17,000 plus jobs, but they're all part-time, as if they're applying the standards of 10 to 20 years ago when part-time work was barely working and nobody really wanted that. They just take a part-time job because it's all they could get. Not the case, not even close anymore. What's really happening is because of inflation and this pressure for higher prices, people need more income. What's happening is the boomers that gave up employment during the pandemic, so many retired and said, that's it, I'm done. They're coming back into retail. They're coming back part-time. This is droves and droves of people who've been on the couch for a couple of years are going, gosh, I need the income. I miss the company. I miss the excitement. I'm coming back. In fact, it was interesting. I noticed on LinkedIn, a lady, probably in her 50s, had posted. I felt really bad because I went to work for a very popular brand name, but I only went part-time because it wasn't quite the career I wanted, she said. And then I did get what I wanted and I left. She said, but I missed it too much. And she said, I want to go back to part-time. And a lot of people now are combining two part-time jobs. They don't want the obligation of the full-time, especially in retail, because there's no way to avoid the 12-hour shifts. When we look at growth in the economy, we have to look at it through a new demographic lens. We can't be saying it's only part-time jobs. That doesn't matter because they don't have benefits. They don't get bonuses. Yeah, that's okay. That's very okay, especially companies that are paying commission. If you have a commissioned uh, position or a bonus position, these people are kicking it through the roof because look at all the talent, the knowledge, the skill set that these people are bringing into the marketplace that you're getting basically for free. You don't have to train them. You don't have to supervise them. They just come in and they go. So it's a real interesting trend. And I hope I hope what retailers will do is say we're open to all age groups. Because when they post these part-time jobs, uh, quite often they'll say zero to one year experience. And it's really disheartening to seniors. And when I say senior, really, people who retired started doing it at 55 Freedom 55, which now looks a little bit more like Freedom 95. (laughs) But I I think that ageism um, and requirements should just be scrapped altogether. If you want to work for this company and you only want to work part-time, we invite returning boomers. Come on back. You can't replace them. And they're not actually pressuring anybody for those higher wages because they're not actually living off this money. They're supplementing the deficiency that they've encountered in their food budgets or their gas budgets. However, I was just noticing the American prices are falling and they anticipate they'll be below $3 a gallon before Christmas. Gasoline and oil is one sector that's really skittish now because of the wars, the various wars going around amongst the world. This is a great time for retailers to be reaching out to the older set in particular and inviting them back. 
Uh, it's a complete untapped market. And I think they'll find that they have happy employees, employees who don't complain, employees who don't steal. And of course, you've done some extensive reporting on some of these theft problems that are going on. But yeah, it's interesting to watch. What about seniors? Um, I'm, I'm hearing reports, even in some cases where some seniors are having to work because of the cost of living, perhaps they plan for retirement, and but things got a lot more expensive. That is the motivation for them to go back. And I think that um, employers should embrace them and accommodate them. For example, shoe stores. It's an industry where typically the, the best level service means you have to bend down and put those shoes on the customer's feet. These older knees can't really take that. <laughs> So I think that it's a great talent pool. It's sad that, that they feel they have to do it to supplement their incomes. But at the same time, I think that give feels gives them more of a sense of purpose because some of the things that they used to be able to do, they can't do as much on a restricted budget anymore. I just think that when you get big companies like Reuters posting only part-time jobs, as if that's a nothing investment in the company, country. It's a huge investment. That's a huge little pitter-patter of feet returning to the workforce. Anyway, it's going to be an interesting trend to watch to see if that holds up. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for joining us here today. See you again, Craig. And I'm Craig Patterson. I'm the founder and CEO of Retail Insider, as well as a host of the Retail Insider video interview series. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this today on whatever platform or channel you're on. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Take care and bye for now.